Hey everyone, welcome back to Veer Queer. Thanks for joining us. Um, as you know that we are based out of Houston, Texas, and Harvey did hit us this past weekend. Everyone with the crew at Veer Queer, we were able to walk away with everything. It wasn't the case for most of the city. And so, as you know, you, you can donate directly to us, or if you want, we will have listed local donations throughout the city on our page. And if you want to go ahead and do that, you can go there to our Facebook page at Veer Queer HTX. It's Veer Queer Podcast now, remember? Oh, yeah, it's Veer Queer Podcast now. Um, mm-hmm. So our Facebook page at Veer Queer Podcast. And yeah, just look for the local donations you could see on our page. In today's episode, we're going to have a special guest, Valentina, also take us to a fundraiser party that we went to this past weekend to gather funds for Harvey. And we'll take it off to Indisha for that. Oh, hey. Hi, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, Indy? <laughs> uh, nothing much. I have a couple questions for you. Um, can you tell our listeners what your name is? My name is Jazz. All right, cool. And um, what are your pronouns? Um, I go just by her or, you know, she. All right, that's cool. That's nice. All right, so I have a question for you. When it comes to dating, do you prefer to meet people organically or online? Um, I feel kind of both ways about it. I think it's ultimately what kind of like energy you put out, you ultimately get in. Mm-hmm. Because I've had a lot of experiences where I've never met anybody online. And that's really funny because that's how I met my current partner. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So, okay. Online and offline in the wild. All right. Nice. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Jazzy, for answering questions for us. Definitely appreciate it. Um, How are you feeling about the party right now? Feels pretty good. It's really happening out here. It's pretty lit. Are you winning? (gasps) Yeah, actually, I want a, what is it? Buffest queer here. So... Yeah. Thanks, guys. (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, thank you so much, Jazz. I hope you enjoy the party, and I hope you enjoy being the buffest queer here. Who else are you going to find, Indisha? I don't know. There's so many awesome, beautiful queers here. Let's take a a trek through the forest and see what we find, all right? (laughs) Oh, look. (laughs) Someone new. Hi. What's your name? Hi, I'm Tanya. Hi, Tanya. And um, what are your preferred pronouns? Um, They, them, or she, her. Awesome. Awesome. So I heard that you organized this party today that we're having. Um, What made you want to organize it and what is it for? Yeah. um, So I organized this with my friend Lou and Jolene. Um, Lou and Jolene organized like a previous queer wrestling party and I missed it because I was abroad and uh, I'm about to go abroad. So we decided to do one um, before I left. Awesome. Awesome. This has been such a dope party. I'm so glad. Um, I'm not glad you're leaving, but I'm so glad we're having this for you. I'm going to miss you a lot. So let me ask you a question about queer dating. Sure. Okay. So when it comes to dating, um, do you prefer to do it organically or online? Um, I hate all of it. (laughs) Um, I think... In person, I'm like better, but also I don't know how to flirt with people like in person or online. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I like use both like forms of dating, um, but I think I'm able to like be more um, loosey goosey in person. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for um, talking to us. And I hope you have a great trip. 
on to the next on on to the next <laughs> oh look someone new oh my gosh hi what's your name i'm major major all right major Lisa. okay so major what are your preferred pronouns he and him he and him cool so i've been asking some of our other lovely guests about um which dating method they prefer uh, better either online or organically like out in the wild and open so let's switch it up what are your three dating tips for either method that you prefer either online or organically one i don't really prefer like traditional dating so i would say organic always in online if you want to do it but online my advice would be is to one be real and if you're going to choose to do online, don't do too much online back and forth. Try to meet people immediately in a safe space just so you can actually get that actual connection and see if that's a thing of existence. Because I feel like that's what's important to people. And, like, we should actually not, like, try to paint a picture or create a fantasy of what a human is instead of, like, meet that person to see. Because, honestly, let me tell you about my online dating situation. Please do. It took me a very long time to do this because... I felt really judgmental online dating. I felt like I would see a picture or I'd see a thing and I would immediately say, I wouldn't match with this person. And so that me, I'm actually 100% sapiosexual. I'm attracted to someone's mind. So I can't really technically do that. If someone has a brilliant like online profile, then they have all the information in the world and like all the things they're into, all the places they've been, how they felt about it and have a little book, possibly that would be my thing. But I feel like people need to like connect immediately and get that in-person connection and also take things very slow. Don't rush into love and like connection or foreverness. Rush into possibility and like don't put yourself in a concrete. Make sure like it's fluid all the way around. Like we could become best friends later because maybe we don't met connect that way but we have a connection so we should figure out that connection instead of being like i connect with you you're my lover you're my partner forever and then it ruins and then you guys don't talk to each other ever ah damn i love how deep you got all right i feel that so one be real two meet immediately if it's online and three shit you gotta feel that shit out you gotta feel it out all right thank you so much tom i appreciate it so much you have a great time Hey everyone, welcome back. So, um, that party that we went to last weekend was really, really awesome. I think that a lot of uh, our friends that went, we all kind of needed that that time together. Because uh, before that, last week with the hurricane hitting us, we were all kind of like huddled in in our own spaces. So being able to see familiar faces after going through um, an event like the hurricane was actually really, really good for everyone. Um, I had a lot of fun. I won cutest booty. I got to see all my friends. I got to wrestle with my friends, um, sit in a tiny kiddie pool, and it was a lot of fun. Did you have fun, B? Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun, although I did a lot of just kind of standing back and admiring everything that was happening. Kind of going off what you were just saying, it felt really good to get out of my apartment. Uh, luckily for the hurricane, only my building and another building we were the only ones that still had power in my complex, so the rest of the buildings in the complex didn't have power for about three days. So luckily, I've, I was fortunate enough that not only did I not lose power, but also my area didn't really get flooded in. Um, but like you said, I was hunkered down in my apartment. I had major cabin fever, so it was really nice to at least be able to get out of the apartment and just see all of our friends and come together for a really good cause, because even though we did this very 
you know, I guess, unconventional thing, if you want to say, we came together and still had a blast and we did it for a good cause. There's absolutely nothing that is unconventional <laughs> about queer wrestling. No, there's there's absolutely not. But I'm sure if you talk to the cis heads, they'd probably be, be like, what is this? The cis heads. The cis heads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so going back on that question that I asked a lot of our guests, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to dating, do you prefer to do it organically or online? <sighs> okay, so... Theoretically speaking, in theory, I prefer definitely organically. That hasn't really been that successful for me because I've definitely been able to come up to cuties and be like, hey, what's up? And hit them up and get their number, but it has never succeeded for me at all. So, like I said, theoretically speaking, I'm like, sure, yeah. Like, I want to meet people IRL. Like, I want to, you know kiss that but it never works uh, so I think that that's where online comes in for me that's a little bit easier for me to make that connection people and, and yeah and I guess put up that facade I'm so confident <laughs> when really I'm not at all um, so oh thanks <laughs> um, it's a facade trust me it's mm. my charm it's what people have said to me, but I'm like actually internally screaming all the time. It's fine. I feel that. But I think that I would have to say I prefer online dating in a way, just because it's like it helps me with that sort of social anxiety mm. of meeting people in real life. What about you, Mai? No, what about Indisha? Yeah, no. I want to know what, what, what you think, Mai. Me? Yeah. I'm totally all for organic meeting Mm -hmm. all of that um i did have social media or what is it the you know dating apps and stuff but i deleted them all (laughs) right Um, same don't have them anymore uh this was probably like a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. and so now it's just solely organic and Mm -hmm. i've gotten away with it it's it's fine it's it's build my character (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i like get shot down you know like I quickly get friend zoned <laughs> and I'm trying and then I'm like oh, god damn and I just keep moving on hey, yeah the friend zone does not exist there's <laughs> shots that you take and there's shots that you, you miss <laughs> sometimes you gotta take a W sometimes you gotta take a L how yeah. does that saying go it's something like shoot for the moon if you miss at least you land among the stars or some shit like that I don't know I just yeah. keep saying keep purchasing lottery tickets <laughs> Deja, what about you? Um, I don't know. Okay, so here it is. I I do online date. Um, I go through phases. I go through phases where I'm really, really into it and I'm doing it. Um, I'm never doing it sober. And then I go through phases where I just want to meet people out in the real world or like meet friends of friends of friends. Which honestly, sometimes I do that easier by being on apps or in social media. Um, but I'm not very consistent with it. So I'll do this thing where like I'll start a conversation with someone one night when I've been like drinking a bottle of wine in my room by myself. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I feel like talking to a stranger. So I'll start the conversation, it'll be going really well, and I'll like fall asleep and like forget that I was having that conversation. And then I'll like ask them a question. 
and um, they'll answer it, and then I won't check the app again until like weeks later. <laughs> and then I am constantly having to apologize, like, oh, hey, sorry about that, but um, I think you're cool. This conversation's been going really well. Here's my number. Text me because I use my phone, but not the app. Mm-hmm. Um, right. My general success with dating apps has been absolutely, not necessarily awful. I've met a lot of friends. I've never hooked up with anyone on a dating app, but I've met a lot of my friends um, through different apps and just through like social media and stuff. So I do the opposite of what I was taught when I was raised, which is to never talk to strangers online. And it's like, not only do I talk to strangers, I also make plans to meet them. (laughs) Right. I think about that too. Whenever I meet up with people online, that in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, my mom and dad always told me, don't talk to strangers online. Here I am making plans with a complete stranger. Right. And then like, once you guys are talking or hanging out, people ask, how'd you meet? And you're just like, oh, at a party. (laughs) (laughs) I've had to use that excuse so many times. Like, nah, baby, we met on Craigslist. (laughs) 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 Okay, nice. Before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to introduce our special guest today. Valentina. She's going to be here talking more dating stuff. And she's also known for her role as a trans porn starlet. Oh, great. Hey, Valentina. Thanks so much for dropping by. Hello. Hi. So um, we were just discussing amongst ourselves um, what was our preferred method of dating whether we prefer to meet people um in real life organically or online like online dating what is your method of meeting people as far as dating wise so what's yours um well starting off uh, i identify as a transgender woman mm-hmm. and as a result mm-hmm. of that it's difficult for me to go out there myself out there physically and be like hey da 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 because coming to the conversation people have the assumption that i'm cisgender or whatever assumptions they may have but um that just like makes it more difficult for me to get past that phase and feel like safe i guess like mm-hmm. letting them know outing myself in other words um like right in front of their face but whenever it's online i'm able to at least like filter out the people who are going to be like hateful or something like that so at least you're not being hateful or spiteful in my face mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. also like on the flip side of that some people are more likely to like um you know kind of act like they still are interested in you or whatever just because it's in person and aren't able to just reject you on face and i'd rather just know like straight up like no i'm not interested in you than wasting my time mm-hmm so that. online for me right mm. otherwise i'd say organic and a lot of people always push me in, like why don't you just like meet people in person or whatever and stuff like that and i'm like well maybe you don't understand what it's like to be me so let's let's think yeah. about that mm-hmm. so. what what apps do you use or do, yes yeah what apps do you use tinder <laughs> tinder mostly um they kicked me off a few times wait um, what really yes, what why my only assumption is, is because i'm transgender and i got them to re- like uh, restore my account once after it had been blocked, but then it was blocked again. I guess some people just kept reporting me. Wow. Um, people would say what? like hateful things like da 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 I'm gonna report you and then like say in LA report me and then I just get another oh report. So I guess it blocked not just like my Facebook itself, but I had to <gasps> I'm trying to make a new Facebook. It didn't let me block the whole device. Like what? Yeah, the whole device. So I got it whenever I got an iPad, I started doing Tinder all over again. Mm-hmm. And it was only because I was able to get the iPad and I logged in from a, a new Facebook I had to make to do it and Damn. I was just like yeah I'm like what everybody uses Tinder like why can't I use Tinder and then the same thing happened I used Clover and um, they blocked me too is that um, another app it's I've never another, heard of that it's one. another dating app too cool. yeah I was thirsty looking at all these apps no I'm kidding but 
it was like for and they canceled it too um and the guy, one guy I was talking to at that time like wrote a whole long email about how messed up oh it was gosh. for them to like report me. He's like, she's followed all the rules. She doesn't have any bad photos. And da, 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 da. I can't believe you do this. Like I'm gonna tell my friends about how like you treat transgender people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I thought it was really sweet of him, but yeah. Yeah. they get, they actually did give it back after that though. Like a couple months after that, I tried it again. They let me in, and um, I was blocked on Bumble, which is like another thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I'm able to get that back. And the same thing with uh, OK Cupid, ironically, because they're supposed to be like open now to like transgender mm-hmm. yeah. people. Yeah, but I'm also banned on there. Dang, um, I didn't even know that they could do all that. Yeah, right. No, they can. Like, I'm, and they do because people report it. So if you have right. people reporting you because you're just being hateful, then there you go. That's all it takes. And so they like it's because it's mostly automated. And then some people kind of review it, like eh, maybe something's wrong. Right. And all it takes is one person to review it and be like, boom. And some people could be like, oh, well, this is impersonation or something like that's that category is actually. I think it's on mm-hmm. Tinder. It's a category for impersonation. So mm-hmm. they could be wow. like, oh, this is impersonating a woman, sort of thing, uh, or trying to trick somebody into something, sort of thing. That is so. Funny. Uh, yeah, and some people also have very strong stances about me putting in my um, about me that I'm transgender and stuff like that. And it's also the same thing. It's like, well, if I say that I am, then that's attracting people who just want me for the wrong reasons. Like, mm-hmm. what's between yeah. my legs? And for me, that's problematic because I don't necessarily like like to use that part of me. Um, so being pre um, pre operative makes that difficult for people to like be invited abiding to people who want something you don't want. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, if I don't put it on there, then I have all these people who are like yelling at me because how dare I try to trick them or something. I'm like, I'm not tricking anyone. You saw what I look like. You read about who I am. Like mm-hmm. that's just a part of me, but yeah. So also I know that you're a trans porn starlet. Does you being a porn star also affect your dating life a little bit? A lot, um, a lot. I've actually had a few guys like on face like reject me like uh, after I had already been talking to them and stuff like that, and they're just like, "No, sorry, I can't do that." Like, uh, yeah. So it, it hurts whenever that happens because it's like I thought that we were like you're creating a genuine relationship or establishing something that's genuine, and that you would be at least understanding of my position and um, at the very least. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, I would hope that they would also be like supportive of me as well and motivate me to continue pursuing my dreams. Mm-hmm. But um, some people don't see it like that and they see me and write me off quickly as just like, um, you know, slutty or something like that or like a sex Ew. addict or, um, or you know, unfaithful or just all these different sort of things that they may associate with that um, and reject me on that basis. Yeah. But just and like being transgender, being a porn star in a lot of ways functions as a filter out, to filter out all the, right. all the guys that like don't really aren't open minded and accepting people in general. And I'm willing to bet that like majority of those men probably indulge in porn regularly. Well, yeah, definitely. So it's, so it's I feel like it's really weird how it's hard for them to separate the yeah. person from their job, mm-hmm. from the fantasy, from what they actually indulge in. Like, definitely. I don't think that makes any sense. Like. Mm-hmm. But I think it's yeah. also at the same time it's because they're consuming that pornography that they right. think of me as being that mm-hmm. representation that they have and, and and only that representation and aren't capable of seeing outside of that box, which mm-hmm. is, you know, short sightedness on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's their yeah. loss at the end of the day. And that's quite frankly not someone I want to be with anyways. Right. That's exactly. That's true. You said something earlier about that men find out that you are a porn star and then you obviously get bummed out because you were creating a genuine relationship with them. Is that something you tell them sort from the get go? Or is that something they find out? Or is that something you, you tell them later? Mm -hmm. Well, now I kind of make it a point to let them know like upfront because Mm -hmm. I just like, why not? And, um, my, my hesitant, my hesitation about that or reservation about Mm -hmm. that earlier on is that I didn't want them to then quickly just like, you know how some guys think just click on the, 
the other brain and then just start thinking from there just mm-hmm. because you know i start to give them that image of me because mm-hmm. I, almost every time i tell a guy that um they said they suddenly want to like see who i am like go online and see who i am uh, i actually met up with one guy one time i didn't tell him transgender i didn't tell him i'm a porn star we were just gonna hang out or whatever we weren't gonna do anything mm-hmm. sexual and i go to his place like ubers me there and da, da, da. and then um for whatever reason uh i told him I forgot what it was. Like I told him my full name or something like that, or said like Valentina Mia or something like that. And then, um, or maybe he was like looking. I think he was looking up my YouTube channel because I told him I had a YouTube channel. So it was. Mm-hmm. And then he looked up that name, um, and then I guess he saw that like you know I'm transgender. I'm a born star because it's obvious. You type my name in Google and it's right there. So yeah, like suddenly, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, uh, suddenly, he said he said he had like a friend call, and the friend was like. Uh, conveniently his friend and then, called and then his, uh, his uh, like apparently his friends got his friend got like an accident or something it was like accident or blew a tire one of the two i forgot which one it was because okay. at that point it was like i know you're lying dude this is gonna sit here and just like let you do this because it's very interesting instead of just being real with me and being like you know what i mean like, i'd rather him be upset with me or something than right. like be all like weird about it yeah so and like, waste your time it's an accident like uh like they got an accident so like you gotta like i gotta you gotta go help them like what are you gonna do like are you <laughs> are you gonna get your jaws of life like, out yeah and then like so as soon as he get in the uber and the uber's leaving like one of his friends like pulls up in the car like at that exact moment too so i'm like what the heck is going on here it's so weird mm-hmm. so yeah i was like whatever free uber rides i guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah so i got the uber dr- driver to take me to like a fast food restaurant where i was like mcdonald's or something because mm-hmm. he told me he was going to take me to go get some food so i decided okay so you can take me to go get some food since we're ubering home no big deal mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i was like forget this i'm just gonna give me some free food out of this i guess or like a free ride to get food out of this i guess mm-hmm. nice so what what um made you want to go into the industry um well originally i was just it's kind of like i guess very personal but not like too personal to just to like spill out but i was in denial about me being transgender and i had done a lot of drag and i enjoyed you know dressing up as a woman and seeing myself in the mirror with long hair makeup all that Mm -hmm. stuff so i i stopped doing drag because like school started getting really intense and i needed to focus on that and drag was getting pretty intense and dramatic so i was like okay let me focus on school but then i couldn't stop focusing on still wanting to look like a woman so I kind of like came up with an excuse in my mind. I was like online looking at different things and I saw webcam modeling as a thing and I was like, okay, I could do that. And then I could be my, you know, my, um, my fake self or whatever. And it helped me like mm-hmm. distinguish the difference between reality and, you know, and, um, webcaming or whatever. Um, you know, I came up with the most creative ways to just deny the fact that I'm transgender. <laughs> like mm-hmm. back then it was, I was real good at doing that. It's very, <laughs> very fun to convince yourself mm-hmm. you're something that you're not, but that's what it was and um it took me a while to realize that but that's what got me into doing that and it helped me have a way or justification for me to be dressing up and doing all makeup and everything every night mm-hmm. and like explaining it to my roommates and stuff like that like why are you still doing this because i would still do it after daily wires i'm like i'm just practicing you know for the day when i do it <laughs> but it's like every day in class like that's all i wanted to do was mm-hmm. just to go home and do that and uh just finally just be myself really mm-hmm. um yeah. so that's how it all started then like out of nowhere like i got hit up by a student named omar omar wax with ruby um studios and he hit me up uh, asking me if i was interested in doing a solo uh porno so i was like on chatterbait he hit me up on there and i was like sure i'll do it <laughs> nice why not sure, sure. Yeah. i mean it's a solo like it's basically what i'm doing on webcam anyway like during mm-hmm. a private show so i mean the only difference is i can't see myself while i'm doing it so hopefully i look cute but do you think you're getting paid well like outside so did you graduate and then would you be would you rather be working or doing what you're doing now 
like a nine like a nine to five like a nine to five job yeah um yeah because i definitely consider this work i you know if anyone knows me they know my phone is if my phone wasn't on airplane you'd see it is just like crazy i'm like constantly responding to snapchat messages get like a hundred ads a day on there Mm -hmm. and i get all this other stuff but anyways um i prefer this mostly because i'm my own boss right and Mm -hmm. um i get to do whatever i want really if i want to work one day work one day if i want to sleep in that day i can sleep in that day Mm -hmm. and um first fortunately i've gotten myself to the point where i'm able to take off as many days as i want and work whenever i want and do whatever i want to do like if i want to travel places i can travel places Mm -hmm. i'm about to get a new car like i'm I'm doing pretty well for myself yeah one thing that works like i I got my (laughs) ac changed and they gave me a bad one i guess i don't know but yeah get a new car and all that stuff and um sure i I probably would have been able to do that with the the master's degree that i have in applied economics but um i wouldn't have been able to be my own boss and i wouldn't be able to do my own thing mm-hmm. and early on whenever i was first like looking for a job um like in the field or whatever one of my biggest hesitations was just dealing with transphobia right uh, whether mm, yeah. i'd be outed at the workplace or if my paperwork aligned with what um i was trying to apply to apply with the name that i was trying to apply with uh, which was also um some I ran into some issues early on with housing with this for the same very issue because mm-hmm. I would come in presenting myself as Valentina and then I would like be filling out the documents and it's like my dead name and everything like that. And then yeah. I had to use the older gender and they're like, who are you applying for sort of thing? Like what? So yeah. So I, um, yeah, so I was able to kind of like move away from having to deal with a lot of the workplace discrimination and the anxiety of the possibility of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and my yeah and so i i like that i have the independence and i like that i don't have to deal with that i don't have anyone trying to control my life nice that's awesome that's always been one thing that i've always found so interesting about sex work in general because i'm a huge advocate for sex workers Mm -hmm. um because i feel like what you said you get a certain amount of freedom that when you are working the typical jobs you don't get so it's like either way you're getting fucked you know (laughs) it's like you work in an office and you're work you're under someone else's thumb you like have to like raise your hand to get breaks your kid gets sick you can't go anywhere but then it's like I with hate that. sex work you have the freedom for that i just hate that there's so much of a negative stigma to it because when you think about it in long term it makes sense because right. there's right. always going to be a market for it like the world could end and i'm pretty sure there's still going to be a brothel somewhere mm-hmm. like yeah. sex right. work is like the first oldest. type of oc- the oldest occupation there's ever right. been so right. i'm just like what is it about it that makes people shun it so much is mm-hmm. it the freedom I that people hate i think it's men yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do I need to But it's just like what you're saying because you say men. It's, you were mentioning about dating that men seem to have an issue with separating you and from your work. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I would agree that, yeah, I would, it's men. They <laughs> definitely yeah. have. There's, it's just so stigmatized, and a lot of women are afraid of it because they don't want. They don't want to have that issue of like some man then like not marrying them, being with them or whatever, because the yeah. possibility of them seeing them as impure or, you know, a whore or whatever sort of words that they could add to the list of, of just misogynistic slurs that they're throwing mm-hmm. at someone for owning their body. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, like I, I realized that for me at, at my age and um, being a transgender woman and I just like 
the luck of the genetic lottery, I was able to work with what I got and mm-hmm. I have a nice asset, um, a nice asset <laughs> yeah. that I can use to help make me money. So it doesn't right. make sense for me to do anything other than do what is, you know, most economically beneficial when it comes mm-hmm. to the workplace. Why not do the thing that's going to give me the most profit mm-hmm. and also enable me to maximize my own personal happiness and personal freedoms. Mm-hmm. And, um, also one, another big impetus for me to get into the field is that it's one way that I can make a lot of money in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily from the shoots that I do, but from other side jobs that I do, um, that I use that to mostly promote myself. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I'm able to get a lot more money a lot quicker mm-hmm. and I'm able to afford vaginoplasty a lot sooner, which is just like my, my like big goal in my life is, mm-hmm. and I want mm-hmm. it, you know, as soon as possible. Right. Um, it's like a very like crucial thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really what motivates me to keep like pushing so hard. Mm-hmm. So sex work is legitimate work. Yes. You, yes. Yes. Like yes. we can all agree with yes, that. It is. So I'm just wondering what are some changes or things you want to see in sex workers rights? I think first and foremost, we should just legalize prostitution. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think that that would help do a lot with, uh, do a lot of work on or damage reduction on, um, you know, child sex slaves and trafficking. Um, mm-hmm. on trafficking mm-hmm. in general as well. Uh, it's because I mean, this is just exploiting mostly women in mind and, um, and my, uh, sorry, women and minors like children. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's terrible, you know, but I think that having even just an ounce of regulation and legal room to be able to, you know, make legitimate, um, legal claims against people who are doing things like abusing people or, ne- or, ne- you know, neglecting their children or like, uh, you know, uh, abusing like drugs or in being taken mm-hmm. advantage of or whatever it may be, um, or being, you know, abused by or assaulted by like some pimp or something like that, whatever yeah. that situation may be that they're able to have legal recourse yeah. without having mm-hmm. to kind of tiptoe around it. And, you know, just like a lot of the other, you know, like just workers that have been, you know, sent here, like thinking that they're going to get like the American dream or something that are then trapped here because they don't have any, you know, they don't have the police. They can't work with the FBI. They don't know who to go to, what to do that we're able to kind of like bust Mm -hmm. that down and and take that down. And that's a big motivation for me because I want to really be able to do what I can to make sex work, not be so one stigmatized and too Mm -hmm. dangerous. Yeah. Especially for people like myself. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a big motivator for me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do whatever I can do to make that a lot easier. Have you been doing anything? Um, as with regard to sex work and stuff like that. Well, like, I guess activism. Mm. Well, my first job that I did was uh, like job, job, I suppose, nine to five type job was with Equality Texas, which is a nonprofit okay, organization good. in Houston. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually was fortunate enough to be a um, organizer for like all the canvassers. So um, I basically charged different volunteer um, uh uh, recruitment events and then also i did the training for the volunteers as well it was me and um someone that i went to college with actually we both did it together and it was very it was very successful we were targeting conservatives in the houston area mm-hmm. and i'm um, trying to get them to write uh or to sign these uh postcards that we had that were basically asking the mayor to um like vocalizing their support of the lgbt um individuals is lgbtq community in texas mm-hmm. um and just supporting the rights in general and actually being able to the most important thing for me was actually being able to go to these individuals' homes and even though it was the canvassers that were doing um that were supposed to be doing most of the work i was actually doing a lot of the doors myself 600 doors a week mm-hmm. um yeah it was our 
was what I had to do every single week for a few months. Wow. And um, that's a lot of walking. It's a lot of it's good exercise, but it's a lot of talking too. Yeah. You get to talk to a lot of people and they're all conservatives, like I said, and we got to like be able to change a lot of people's minds about things. And I had um, a lot of people kind of realize that like, you know, in my case, talking, seeking for transgender people that, you know, we are just like anybody else and, you know, we're human right. beings. And, um, and I think that they're able to see that in my face whenever they're like, a lot of people were kind of like describing their feelings about things like about the bathroom policy, for example, saying they don't want men and women's bathrooms and stuff like that and i and i would you know tell them like i i don't want to go in a men's bathroom i don't feel safe in a men's bathroom i don't mm-hmm. think that um a men's bathroom is a place for me and i don't identify as a male and stuff like that and then they kind of realize like you know like i guess that is kind of funny that i'm telling you you need to go to a certain restroom because it's <laughs> like you're telling me like i need to go to some restroom like what who are you like you're not my mom like who are you to tell me what restaurant right. to go to like this is right. kind of getting overbearing and then it's from a lot of the same people who are like no let's not intervene with the government let's not have the government intervene with us and stuff like that so i'm like okay then yeah i feel the same way let's not have the government tell me where to go right so why do you stay in the south then if you don't mind i ask because i i think we all have people that we love and care about who are transgender leave texas because they don't feel safe staying here so i'm just curious like why why do you choose to stay uh, well, fortunately, I never really feel threatened here in the South mm-hmm. because mostly because I just know so many people in Houston. It's hard for me to go like anywhere without like knowing someone at like any clubs or mm-hmm. like restaurants, even like um, so in Houston, I feel home, I guess, in some other places, maybe not as much. Um, and I think there's also a very strong possibility of me moving to L.A. soon. Um, but that's more mm-hmm. not necessarily just because of discrimination stuff, but uh, more for the money. Um, there's just more money there. I can shoot films there and mm-hmm. I can um, do a lot of other stuff there. So mm-hmm. it's a lot more money. <laughs> I mean, that's a big moi there for anyone, I think. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yep. I mean, more exposure. I mean, that's, that's all comes in one big package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say like it's harder? Well, obviously, if it is harder to find work. Um, in Houston? Yeah. Um, maybe not as much for me right now. But I think that eventually, yes, because a lot of people travel to Houston, too, and stuff like that. So it just depends. Like, it's a big population of people and Mm -hmm. there's all different kinds of ways to get money out of them. So (laughs) I know that sounds like I'm just taking money from people, but basically (laughs) that's what I do. Well, yeah, no, I mean, people watch porn for free. People don't pay for that anymore. They don't. So you got to find other ways to make money. And that's exactly what I do. And Mm -hmm. um, it works out. And I just like I'm able to do so many different ways to make money now like i just started doing um this app called OnlyFans, and it you can charge whatever you want for it i charge ten dollars a month for it and i already have eight subscribers and it's been like three days so that's like it's like eight times what eight because i get eight dollars for every ten dollars it's 64 dollars a month now on top of this so i mean easily like if i get like 100 followers or something like that it adds up very quickly yeah and, what kind uh, of yeah. app is it um it's it's just like you, it's kind of like a twitter that you pay for Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So if I get like a hundred followers, I have like seven, you get like $800. Is it specifically for like, it's for, um, well, usually it's for like models and, uh, other sort of like porn stars or something like that. They kind of want to show like their explicit photos or Mm -hmm. whatever. Usually, I mean, that's really what I, I've always seen it used for and videos and stuff on there and then people pay for it. Yeah. So I use my Snapchat to promote that. And my Snapchat has thousands of viewers that see my snaps on there. And then I use my Twitter account on there. Um, I get like about 10,000 or so per tweet Mm -hmm. impressions. So it adds mm-hmm. up and just yeah. like constantly like promoting it and stuff like that and then doing like little teases and, and you start to see a lot of the ways that my degree starts to apply to these things too mm-hmm. nice. nice wait what was your 
Wait, what do you mean your degree? Your In degree? economics. Oh, okay. That was what you you graduated with? Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you're still able to completely apply that um, in what you're doing now. I think that's actually pretty useful mm-hmm. because uh, that's one of the things with being your own boss. you got to make sure your shit's in line. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. So that's important. And I think it's like, it's a funny question that I'm asked a lot too about the whole crossover. Like, mm-hmm. how does it relate to it? Yeah. And yeah. It's very obvious to me, I think. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said also that you're like new in the industry or whatever. So where do you see yourself in like either 10 to five years? Like, what do you want to be doing? Would you like want to see an in- exclusive like app just for, you know, transgendered people to meet each other or? Yeah. Like, what do you want to um, well, I do. I think that that's an interesting idea, the possibility of transgender people to, to kind of group with one another. The only like problem that I have with that is that too many times those sorts of apps end up becoming like sex apps, like people mm. just trying to hook up with people yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that comes from like the crossdresser community, which like I get hit up with a lot. And it's like not to like throw shade on them, but it's just they some of them see me as a crossdresser and then try to like you know talk to me as such. So they'll mm-hmm. like just assume that like I'm like you know fully functional and want to use that part of me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And for them, it's like for for a lot of them, it's kind of like an arousal thing, like sexual arousal sort of thing. So it's like that being thrown in with like transgender people who are trying to like just like get to know themselves and be themselves and stuff like that. I don't feel comfortable with like you know especially like younger ones or people who are just starting to discover themselves to kind of be thrown into that mix. But um, I would prefer having some way for me to be able to help out like transgender youth, especially and just coming to, you know, know themselves and be be confident in who they are. And I want to be able to be a, a representative for the transgender community as a whole um, as, as like more of an idol in the sense that like they can see that. Um, you know, you can be smart and, be- and beautiful and transgender and, you know, all these different lists of things all as one. And, um, you know, none of those things should diminish from the other. Like me being transgender doesn't make me less of a woman. Me being, mm-hmm. um, a, you know, a sex worker doesn't make me any less of a, of, you know, a sweetheart or whatever. You know, like those things don't aren't um, necessarily contradictions or oxymorons they uh they can all exist in one person and mm-hmm. like our occupation doesn't define us um and ultimately the most important thing is to get to know us as a human being and not just label that people place on us right mm-hmm. yeah and it's very well said yeah completely. so i mean if whatever that may like materialize into um it shall and i'm also right now in the works of um being a managing director for the a transgender um edition of a magazine so oh yeah. okay so that's going to be another opportunity for me to do a lot of uh, work on getting you know content out there about transgender mm-hmm. community nice. so that's like a big big step that i'm gonna be making very soon so mm-hmm. you'll see like in a couple of months a magazine with me as the managing editor oh, that's, that's really awesome. cool yeah, that's really cool that's awesome that's yeah um yeah so i guess that's what that's all we have for today do y'all have yeah. anything else or do you want to ask, ask us anything i feel like all yeah. we've done is just you know plowed you, yeah, plowed you with questions right. yeah. yeah well i mean like how do y'all identify now this is veer queer so like i mean like sexual orientations and stuff like that oh sure so you can go around um well i use the term queer just because um i don't necessarily like calling myself a lesbian just because i feel like lesbian it's gonna be really rigid <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um just about like what they like and what their type is and i've always been a lot more fluid than that but yes. um i prefer either like women or non-binary people so instead of saying lesbian i say queer yeah so. mm. yeah 
I would. Oh, it, I still, oh, sorry. I still have a question. Oh, sorry. Would you date a transgender woman? Yeah. 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 I think you're really cute. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, a, a transgender woman is a woman. So. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah, you. You're a woman. Yeah. I'm glad you recognize that. Yeah. A, lot people, a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. And then people ask, I mean, like, I mean, some people ask me that too. Um, like, whenever I say that I've dated men, and then um, they're like, and I pretty much exclusively like men. And mm-hmm. they ask me, like, would I date transgender men? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's not like what's between the legs with me neither. So right. it's like, right, and kind of hypocritical. But I do know some people who uh, who are transgender women who wouldn't. Um, and you know, I guess it's free to you're free to like whatever you like. But for me, it's just it's not like about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's never really been just about that. So it's just it's difficult for me to really explain what like because I have a friend who's like, what's the difference between a man and a woman? Then da 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 da. And I'm just like, I don't know, but I know that I do like men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. So that's you know, just you, you like what you. Mm-hmm. so for me if a not like a stranger but if someone i wasn't really close with asked me what's my sexual orientation i just say bisexual uh but if i were talking like with y'all or someone that I was close with or or you know whoever i say queer because it's like what indisha said that she doesn't like saying that she's lesbian because she feels like it's really rigid and that's how i feel about being bisexual i feel like when i identify that way that or say that i am that it's like this box mm-hmm. and i like to think that my sexuality is very fluid um typically i'm not really into men i think <laughs> or really to be more spe- specific i guess like cis men but really like just men um but yeah i just kind of just go either or whatever like for me it's not really what's in between the lakes either yes definitely yeah mm-hmm. So would you say then, um, how do you feel about pansexual? Oh, I don't think that one is more superior than the other. It's just at the time when I was identifying as pansexual, it, that came for me because I met, uh, someone who was my best friend. We, um, we're not like friends anymore, but just someone in my life. That was my first experience with a transgender person. They were trans male and i started developing feelings for this person but at the time i was like in the closet so i was just like this is weird what does this mean for me i guess like i'm pansexual because i like whatever right and for me um it felt a little problematic and just because for me to come to that it was like oh well i would date a trans person too when it's like as i got older and i guess more quote-unquote woke and more aware of queer identity it's like well a transgender person like trans woman or trans male like they're women or men regardless right and also it kind of got exhausting having to explain to people what pansexual was so i don't think that uh one identity or one term is more superior than the other um it's just what i feel more comfortable with is bisexual i like that i like that explanation a lot actually yeah you know, like I said, if someone came up to me and said I'm pansexual, I wouldn't think anything bad of them. You know, it's just what they feel comfortable with, and that's totally fine. Definitely. Yeah. Because mm. um, people ask me that a lot, too, the difference between pansexual and bisexual, and I feel funny myself having right. to explain to them that the difference has to deal with, you know, being able to uh, embrace or accept or love um, 
non like traditional like yeah uh, you know male female sort of mm-hmm. thing and having to be like well, then they're open for transgender people but then thinking that that means that like bisexual people wouldn't be open to transgender women right. as if i'm not a woman so yeah that same yeah. Sort of conundrum does come into play exactly make that explanation but and- i like i love the way that you explain it because i think that that helps me kind of put that into perspective yeah exactly you know kind of going back to what i'm saying again like for me when for me to come into the identity of pansexual it was problematic for myself. Now, I'm not saying that all pansexual people feel that way. Um, it's just me personally. Yeah, I had that conversation with um, one of my friends um, while we were stuck at her house during the hurricane, actually, because <laughs> oh, um, she identified as pansexual. And um, yeah. Wait, I, that's why you were stuck in the house? It was not like sometimes. that at all. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. You wished um, it was. <laughs> okay, let's, let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, the way that she described being pansexual was that you accept people um, for who they are in their mind. Um, and like, it kind of doesn't really matter. And you like, just you like, date people for their personality and i pretty much agreed with both uh would be and you were saying how i feel like um saying that you're pan in that definition and that uh prospect of saying i would even also date transgender people is also really kind of exclusive and it's kind of like invalidating mm-hmm. the presentation or what they're like wanting to be so i don't know i just like saying queer yeah <laughs> yeah for the longest time i identified as queer too so mm-hmm. i just stopped doing it so much because people would always just ask me so many questions and i would be right. able to like and because i'm mostly like guys and like i mean it's not like i've ever i've never really been a i've been in a relationship with one girl before but mm-hmm. i think it was more because i like wanted to be her mm-hmm. than yeah. be like with her mm-hmm. so it was just mm-hmm. like if i had more of a feelings for women i think i'd you know go more towards saying queer right but, it's just difficult because I feel like I'm just way more like straight. It's just easier for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, more days I feel gay than straight. <laughs> I would hope all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Maya? What do you identify as? Um, as like... It's like um, Yeah. I don't know. I guess, yeah, queer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very fluid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just, yeah, it's very fluid. I think I could um, be able to like anyone actually i'm gonna i'm gonna hold that and take that back um i guess mostly women or non-binary people yeah because i don't know men are hard to like <laughs> sometimes i sometimes. agree yeah uh yeah i feel that i'm taking the dangerous position of saying that i agree <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to like be attracted to your oppressor it yeah is. exactly and um i used to like read some stuff like from like queer nation and stuff like that and like you know the whole like bashback movement and stuff like 1970s i believe it was mm-hmm. just like i read a lot of literature and stuff about that and i remember like reading it and talking about it in debate rounds and stuff like that and there was a lot of stuff about like yeah having um to like like basically like fall in love with your oppressor and stuff and they're talking about like gay people for example and um and then also you know just like you know people like myself that like are attracted to to, to men that identify as women so which is kind of like the the problems that you kind of run into with that are just right very interesting but yeah unfortunately i like guys so and they're difficult to deal with it's like i just because i don't really think like guys either so it's kind of like yeah i think it'd be smoother Mm -hmm. but yeah like how you were saying that you used to identify as queer but then people kept asking you questions that's how i feel about if i if people literally are asking like what do you identify just say bisexual so they don't ask me questions that's fair and i used to and i identified as queer back whenever i identified as like gay like whenever i didn't i was like i 
you know, present myself as a male and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So at that time, like queer just felt more home to me than just saying gay yeah. because gay was like guy, like guy in my mm-hmm. mind. And it wasn't like that with me per se. So I considered myself more like gender fluid or gender non warming mm-hmm. in some sort of capacity. And mostly, I mean, I didn't just, I just really tried my best to not really think about gender that much mm-hmm. um, until I kind of like had to confront it a lot. Like in college debate, we talked about it a lot and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I started thinking about it more and it became more of a, an investigation of like what um, I feel like I actually identify with. And it was just a, uh, um, me just, you know, keep on telling myself that like, I'm a guy like everyone else says that I am and realizing that like it's gender is not like that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not just like you're stuck into whatever box that, mm-hmm. you know, you're born into. For it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Valentina. Well, thank you for, um, coming here and chatting with us. Yeah. Thank um, you so much. Yeah. Can thank I you plug so in, much. Can I plug in my promo materials? Oh, yes. Yes. Sure. yes. Plug Absolutely. away. Plug away. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I do have a shoot coming out. Um, for superheroine destruction. So uh, yeah, check that out. It's going to be, I'm going to be a wonder woman and okay. that's coming out in like less than a month. They never give me the exact date, but less than a mm-hmm. month. That's going to be super exciting. Um, it's very interesting. Those sorts of shoots. And then, um, like my Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, um, only fans, all that is all the same name. It's uh, Twitch. I think I just have so many Skype. I mean, they're all the okay. same. It's V O U S as in the French word vu, mm-hmm. um, Valentina, V O U S Valentina. Okay. So I've on Snapchat okay. all yeah. the time. Yeah, well, and I well. talk to like almost everybody on Snapchat. I do get like a couple, like over a hundred or so messages a day on that thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I respond to everyone that's not just like showing me videos of their body parts <laughs> or photos of their body parts. Yeah. So if oh, you're yeah. just doing that, then you're not getting a response. Yes. I feel that. Yeah, we'll plug you in. Um, but yeah, thank you for being here and enjoying. Yeah, we enjoyed, yeah. enjoyed myself with y'all. It made me feel at home. Yeah. Oh, so we're glad. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, we also want to take a moment to thank our listeners and please subscribe to us on iTunes, like our page, uh, What is it, Veer Queer Podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're checking out the Mockingbird Network too. There's so many other cool podcasts on there. Uh, so check them out. And I think that Indisha had a special little shout out. Oh yeah, um, shout out to Emma Ark. Um, we were supposed to have her come in, but unfortunately um, we couldn't, but hi, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Thanks. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.